Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023, and I have an interesting show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer investment advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. I'm very late in getting a show out today. Um, I was working very late last night, writing and recording demos for music, and then had a bunch of stuff to do today. So I apologize for that. Um, but I saw a story that I wanted to share because it's something that was very near, near and dear, dear to me while my daughter was alive, while we were taking care of her, because it was like a big pet peeve of mine and this is about the disabled parking spaces that are allotted and the placards that people you know hang in their mirror on their mirror uh, to say they're disabled so that they can actually park there i think that you will find out that that's not necessarily the case or there's people parking there and there's there's no disabled plate and there's no disabled placard that's hanging on the the mirror. So let's let's delve into this article. This is from the El Paso Times, uh, and I don't have. It was actually from earlier today, actually, ju- uh, uh, just a little past noon today. So I'm glad I did wait. And this is by Neelam Bora at the Texas Tribune, actually, although it was published in the El Paso Times as well. It says, for millions of disabled Texans, accessible parking is vital to navigating daily life. And I say amen to that if you have, you know, a wheelchair and a disabled person to transport. (coughs) Pardon me. Um, And that is, uh, uh, I'll save my comments until after we read a little bit. I'm not, I'm not, as always, I don't read the whole article. Um, You know, I claim fair use for what I'm sharing, and um, I have the link to the article on Encouraging Angels, www.encouragingangels.org, EA blog. Um, Let's get into this. For millions of disabled Texans, did you hear that? Millions. For millions of disabled Texans, accessible parking is vital to navigating daily life. A lasting impact of the Americans with Disabilities Act passed in 1990, the blue signage and cross hatches between spots have become more common than ever. They make it possible for people with a range of disabilities, some visible, some not, to access everything from hospitals and clinics to movie theaters and amusement parks. In Texas, almost 28% of people have a disability, according to a 2021 report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Let that sink in for a second. In Texas, almost 28% of people have a disability, according to a 2021 report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 
the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles issued 325,966 permanent ADA placards in 2022, including renewals, according to agency spokesperson Adam Scheibitz. But some advocates feel the system can still improve as these spots need to be maintained and available when disabled people need them, even when there are crowds. Advocates also say rules around people without disabilities parking in them need to be enforced better. And let me tell you, <laughs> that's the truth. Back to the article, quote, they're abused a lot, unquote, said Chase Bearden, director of advocacy for the Coalition of Texans with Disabilities. They're a lifeline for those of us who need it. But at the end of the day, we need good enforcement and regulation of these spots. I'm going to, you know, jump every, I think most people know what disabled parking is it's you know it's the sign there's a parking spot that is the closest spot to the store or retail establishment that you're trying to get into or hospital or whatever um so you because you have a medical situation where you have been deemed by your doctor to need that because you you get the uh, the application from the state but the doctor has to complete the application for the placard, okay? And so after the doctor, you know, signs off, you get a placard, and that is something that you kind of keep on the inside of your driver's door. And when you pull into a handicapped space, you put the placard up on your mirror. Okay, everybody following so far? It's pretty easy. Um, let me tell you, as someone, again, we... You know, we took care of our daughter at an ICU level at home for eight and a half years. And we spent three days, I did, I went back after she passed and looked at our calendars. And we spent, on average, three days a week, either at the doctor's, with a therapist, or living in the hospital. So I have spent quite a few days parking in a handicapped spot. And I have spent quite a few days being PO'd about somebody who had no business being in that spot, in that spot. I know I told a few people about it during those days. I'm a lot more uh, <laughs> relaxed about it right now these days. But back then... When I was pushing a wheelchair, I was uh, adamant. Some might say militant, but you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Now, further down in the article, how are violations of accessible parking laws enforced? Texans who misuse disabled parking placards or parking spaces without appropriate signs can be fined up to $1,250 and given up to 50 hours of community service, according to state law enforcement officers, according to the state period, excuse me, law enforcement officers can also seize a placard they believe to be counterfeit. But law enforcement doesn't necessarily catch them all. 
said Mac Marsh, the project director for parking mobility and Austin-based nonprofit that works to combat accessible parking violations in multiple states. The parking mobility app allows people to report offenses they see. The information is then forwarded to the city, which tickets the vehicle. In 2013, Marsh said he tracked offenses and quickly found they were every, everywhere all the time, unquote, with few consequences. Conversations with law enforcement revealed that judges were dismissing cases because they felt high fines were punitive, unquote, Marsh said. As an alternative, Marsh developed a class that educates people, quote, why those spaces are important, teaches them the rules, and encourages them not to repeat offend. Oh, that's so nice. Now, you know how people stop doing things they shouldn't do when they get disciplined for it? It'd be better for them to, to get a fine and maybe do something for community service. And then they wouldn't do that again, as opposed to being, you know, getting a little tap on the wrist. Because when you really need it, I can tell you that, I mean, <laughs> you know, I transported my daughter sometimes when she had oxygen, uh, when she was sick. Um uh, and going for it back and forth to the hospital, going to all the doctor's appointments, and then just doing regular life in between those things. I mean, we would have, my son uh, would be running a suction machine in the back for my daughter while we were going somewhere, you know. And so we did all these things on the run, on the move, uh, and we had a for sure a need for those kind of parking spaces. So I'm here just to, to advocate that, this is just Texas that this article's for, but uh, it's everywhere. It is just everywhere that people have no sense, that they think people, you know, doctors are just writing these things. So, you know, uh, it's, it's uh, for the affluent or something. It's like, no, <laughs> no, this is for people who have real needs, who, 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 who could be, you know, disabled anywhere from not having enough breath, you know, to get from the middle of the parking lot to the door. That's why they have to park close. All the way to someone like my daughter who was, you know, had a catastrophic illness and, you know, had anywhere from one to three people taking care of her that day. So, please, anyone who's listening to this and thinks it's not an issue, it's a real issue, and don't you dare park in a disabled or handicapped parking space. And don't dare park in where the hashes are. You know, where you, you see the diagonal lines in between spaces? Those vans need that space to get, you know, uh, uh, a, a wheelchair out of a handicapped van because it has to move out of the van and over to the side. So don't you dare park there. Um, you have no idea, you know, just how how actually mean you are <laughs> until you see somebody um, that can't get out of a wheelchair, you know, that is trying to figure a way how to get the hell out of their van. You know, excuse my French. Um, so 
I would uh, conclude this today um, because you could say it's a lighter issue, but you know, it's important. This is why I brought it up because there's plenty of people who think they're good people and they're doing stuff like parking in these spaces. <laughs> I mean, I would, it, it would not take a whole lot for me to tell somebody off to their face uh, about what kind of jerks they are. You can consider supporting Encouraging Angels. If you find what we do, now we had, we had a very heavy first couple of days of podcasting this week with a lot of geopolitical things, which are very important. Please go back and listen to those shows. In fact, those are some of the, a couple of the more popular shows that I've done this year. Um, our audience is growing. Our audience is growing. You know, uh, a few weeks ago, we passed 10,000 downloads. Uh, and... Um, you know, our numbers are going up. So that's nice. And we're not even on Apple Podcasts yet. I've got to address some technical issues to get us on there. So, you know, the podcast is doing well. So, A, you can share this. You know, whatever platform you're listening to us on, please click the share button. It's that little square with the arrow popping out of it. And share it with a friend. We sure appreciate it. And please consider some kind of uh, financial support. You can donate using a card. Encouraging Angels is a tax-exempt 501c3 organization. Please consult a tax attorney as to the applicability to your situation for any gift that you make. Um, We need the help, and we feel that we, you know, with the work we're doing, that we are making a difference, and uh, we are striving further to make bigger impacts um, you know, as we progress, um, you know, I'm working on music right now so that I can go online and do original music, um, that I don't have to worry about copyright infringement. It's a lot to actually write good songs. It is a lot of work. I had one song that I've worked on for a week and it's, I'm really proud of it. And I not proud in an ungodly way, but in, in other words, it came out extremely well. And it's something I can do with a band or just do myself. And I'll be very excited to share that with you in in the coming uh, weeks and months. Um, And the other stuff that we're working on, I'm working on, I have a writing partner I'm working with, you know, for some of this stuff too. And I'll introduce him to you uh, as we, as we go forward. But there's a lot of stuff. We've been up against a lot of stuff too. I mean, (laughs) to say we've been persecuted, that's an understatement. Um, But please consider supporting Encouraging Angels, www.encouragingangels.org. Go to the donate page, click on the cornerstone link, a great payment processor you can trust uh, to process your your gift via a card, or send something uh, directly to our P.O. box that is also on the same page. Well, this is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.